What I want to talk about today is, uh, I said something about being special already. This is a special place here. And I'm going to talk about places like that where the Holy Spirit is there, the presence of God is there in that place. Here, where the presence of God is here, the Holy Spirit is here in this place. I'm sorry to say, though, that there's a lot of places that is not like that. But I know some of you probably are new members here. I've been hearing that we've been adding members, and you, probably, you may not even know who I am. And for those of you who forget, <laughs> I'm going to tell you in a minute, for a minute, who I am and what I've been doing. Um, one thing I've been doing over the last um, 13 months is praying for this church, praying for you, praying for individuals, especially those with cancer, um, Susan Avant and Lila and Debbie Mitchell and all the names that I've mentioned. I won't say every day, but I would say 99.9% of the time, every day I mention your name and thank God for you. And I know God's doing a work. He's doing a work in your lives. But for 13 months I've been praying and I, I, I held up Rodney Mitchell in this place all that time. Some of our new members, like I said, might not know who I am. And for those of you who forgot in 13 months, my name is Ed People. I'm associate pastor here, but I don't want you to worry you new members, because I am a non-paid staff member, so you have not been paying for my year-long sabbatical this year. <laughs> it cost you a dime for me not to be here. But I have uh, several, I had to be cautious because I have, well, I, I had some battles about that, but I have several situations. Number one, I know I don't look like it, but I'm 74 years old. With diabetes, I've had a heart attack. I have three major arterial blockages. One is 85%, which they say you're walking around um, in risk of dying anytime. <laughs> I don't believe that. I believe God. They wanted to do, after the heart cath, they wanted to do uh, emergency bypass surgery, and I said no. So, um, we're working it out with my other doctor. But, um, and even though um, I'm 35 pounds lighter than I was when I was diagnosed, uh, the doctor says I'm still obese. So every one of those things that I mentioned there are categories for danger, danger, danger for COVID. So at least you understand a little bit about why I have been out. During that time, I've had many battles between uh, faith, and I ain't going to say fear because I don't have fear, but caution, okay? Faith and caution. And I would sit at home, and I would, I would, uh, I would, this, would this verse would pop in my mind, and it would say, Elijah, what are you doing in this cave? <laughs> and I would think to myself, Ed, what are you doing in your house when you can be in God's house? So I've had many battles, but I want to say this. That man right there, Rodney Mitchell, 
has been so good to me. Never once has He said anything to me except positive stuff. Never once has He condemned me or said anything to me about not being here or not questioning me on any area. And I just want to say thank you, Pastor. Thank you for your support. I'll, I'll always love you. It's the longest time I've ever been out of God's house that I can remember. While I was longing to be here, God put this message in my heart. Longing, I was longing to be with you and in this place. So the title of the message today is, Why is this place so special? And I've got some areas that I can show you where in just a minute. Question, does the Spirit of God dwell in this place? Does the Spirit of God dwell in this place? You can answer it if you like. Well, let me give you some examples of the Spirit of God dwelling in a place. Okay? After Moses finished the tabernacle in the wilderness, according to God's pattern, here's what God did in Exodus 40, verses 34 through 35. Then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Let me tell you something. We're going to see times when the glory of the Lord is going to actually fill this. You know what the word for, the Hebrew word for tabernacle is? Dwelling. We're going to see times when the Spirit of the Lord is going to fill this tabernacle, this dwelling place. And Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting because the cloud rested above it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And then another example is after Solomon finished the house of God, this is what God did in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verses 12, 15, and 16. And uh, I'm using the New King James Version, Rodney. Isn't that amazing? Then the Lord appeared to Solomon in verse 12. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and I have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. Rodney, he's heard your prayer. He's heard all your prayers. And he's chosen this place as a house of sacrifice for him. Verse 15. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayers in this place. Wow. For I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually even when we leave here. He's still in this house. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Chapter 7, verse 1, this is what God did. When Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offerings and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Verse 2. I've heard about services like this. And I've been in a couple that were real close to this. 
And I read about a lot of them. Great revivals. Listen to what verse 2 says. And the priest could not enter the house of the Lord <laughs> because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And then one more example in Ezekiel's vision. He saw a temple with dimensions that have not been ever built. So, it tells me that temple is in the future. So we're not always just talking about temples in the past. We're talking about temples now, temples in the future. And I know what some of you are thinking about. We're the temple of God. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Ezekiel 44.4 says, And he brought me by the way of the north gate to the front of the temple, and behold, the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord, and I fell on my face. So, question. We are the temple of God now, right? But does he still live in houses? So if we're the temple of God and the Holy Spirit lives in us, does God dwell in a place? The answer emphatically is, Yes. But, if people in the church are cold and unresponsive to the Holy Spirit, and preachers are not preaching the gospel, then the Spirit of God will not dwell in that place. And the house of God will truly not be a house of God. It will just be a house. There are many such buildings like that across the world. And there are many such buildings like that in America. And there are some buildings like that in Phoenix City. I hate to say that. Have you ever walked in a dead church? Feels cold and dead inside, doesn't it? I have been in funerals that had more life in them than some churches I have been in in the past. And the reason for that is the, the Spirit of God is not dwelling in that place, and there's reasons for that. People are not receptive to the Holy Spirit. Preachers are not preaching the gospel, preaching the word, watering it down, or whatever they're doing, not preaching the cross and blood and all that. There's a lot of reasons for that. But have you ever walked into a church and felt the Spirit of God there, even before the service began? Have you ever walked in this place and felt the Spirit of God here? Yes. Now, this is such a place. And there are a lot of examples of that. So many people have walked in these doors to do construction, to, to do business, could do anything, a lot of things. And they say, man, something's different about this place. And we know it. We experience it ourselves. There's something different about this place. Well, there are a lot of reasons why that's the case. And I want to give us a few of those reasons here in the next ten minutes. Number one, it was named by divine revelation. God revealed the name of this place to Rodney Mitchell as the dwelling. And that word again means tabernacle. So it started out, <laughs> it started out being named correctly because God gave Rodney that 
name for that. And this place was built to honor the Father. There are scriptures in the foundations of this place. Don't think God didn't see that. When y'all put them in there, Rodney, don't think God didn't see that. It was dedicated by much prayer. It wasn't just built as a business venture. It was dedicated by much prayer going into this. Number three, it was built by the youth and the youth workers. Youth donations. They used to put a box out or something for donations for this place to be built. None of the money for this, this building came out of the regular budget of the church except for those glass doors over there. So the youth did it. The future of the future of this church and the youth workers. Number four, this is very important. The music in this place is worship, not performance. It makes a big difference. We're not here to perform. I know these praise team people, they're so wonderful. They're not here to perform, but they're here to worship. And it's important to the atmosphere and important to the Spirit of God. Number five, this is a big one. The true nature of the Father has been preached and taught here. So important. The true nature of the Father. Not a God of wrath, not a God of condemnation, not a God of whatever, but a God of love. He's made us heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. He calls us His children. We are the children of God. He is our Father. And we can call Him Abba. <laughs> Daddy, can you imagine calling the God of creation Papa? That's what the Hebrews say. Papa, that's what Abba means. But the true Spirit of God, the true nature of God has been represented here. And it, it started even before Rodney went out west but when he went out west, it hit him upside the head like a brick about how to represent the Father, how to love the Father, the Father's love towards us. And when you're operating as a, as a person trying to please God, when you understand that God is love, He loves us, when we're operating and thinking of love rather than, whoa, is God going to get me today for what I did? That makes all the difference in the world. Number six, grace has been preached here. Not law. Can I say that again? Grace has been preached here. Not law. I preached a message a couple of years ago entitled, Understanding Grace is the Cornerstone of Faith. You see, if you don't understand the depths and, and the, the real ramifications of grace, you'll never be able to have faith in God to do what He said He was going to do. 
because he operates through grace. He doesn't operate through merit. You can't earn things, but you have to understand that it all comes through grace. And number seven, forgiveness has been preached here, not condemnation. Mentioned that a minute ago. Forgiveness has been preached here, not condemnation. This does not mean that we whitewash sin. This does not mean that we say it's okay to sin. But what we're saying is, like all human beings, if you do sin, God will forgive you of that sin and cleanse you of all unrighteousness and make you whole. You do not have to live in condemnation, Romans 8.1. There is therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, that do not walk according to the flesh, but walk according to the Spirit. There is no condemnation. How many people are out there now in this world? And let's just say Phoenix City because this is where we live. How many people out there now are under, living under condemnation and guilt? And they don't have to be. Number eight. God's love, not wrath, has been preached here. God pours out His wrath. Did you know this? God pours out His wrath upon the ungodly. And who are we? We're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God pours out His wrath on the ungodly. And nowhere in the New Covenant, nowhere in the New Covenant, I'm pretty sure about this, Rodney, 99.999 for sure, percent sure. Nowhere in the New Covenant does it does it talk about God pouring out His wrath on His children? Under the new covenant. Wrath is coming on the world, but we're going to be gone. Hallelujah. We're going to be gone. Number, number nine. This is the last one. I won't bore you with the, too, too long with this. This may be the most important one of all. The Holy Spirit has been honored and welcomed and reverenced in this place. We give the Holy Spirit freedom here. We give the Holy Spirit freedom here to move, fill us, to work, to heal, to save, deliver, set free, deliver from bondage. And you know what? The Father likes that. (laughs) He loves that because He and the Spirit and Lord Jesus are one. We give Him freedom to do that. That's why we have seen miracles occur because we've given the Holy Spirit freedom to move. And we've reverenced Him and accepted Him and welcomed Him. That's why we've seen miracles. And we're going to see we're going to see many more miracles happen and occur here. They're going to not only occur here in the future, but they're going to start occurring more and more and more rapidly, and you're going to see the results of it quicker, more quickly than maybe in the past. The future of the dwelling 
is bright. I have seen the future in dreams and in a vision. And I don't have time to go into the details of either one, any of that now. But I do know this, what I have seen is, has been great. I've seen big crowds. You see, God's going to bust this COVID thing wide open here for long. And when, when, it, when, it's, when people start coming, they're going to come, they're going to flock into here. And we're going to see a growth like we haven't ever seen before. You see God moving on this whole property. When, they, when people are driving by the coffee shop and, and, and turn around and come back, they're going to be start to be drawn to this place too. But we're going to see phenomenal growth in our church. And it's not going to be like a few hundred people. I've seen into the future in the first time in a vision I saw 1,000 people. And then in two or three different other dreams, 2,000 people. And a lot going on. So, but it wouldn't happen if this wasn't a special place. It, why is this place so special? A lot of reasons. But the main reason now I want to talk about is this. This place is so special because you are here. You are here. And the Holy Spirit is living within you. You are the church. You are the people of God. And so, I say to you, church, believe that what we sang a while ago. All things are possible. They are. And let's start believing today. 100% that all things are possible. And through Him, we're going to defeat the enemy. COVID doesn't stand a chance against the Spirit of God. The devil doesn't stand a chance against the Spirit of God. He's been trying to destroy the church ever since it started over 2,000 years ago. But my, my Bible says the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. This is going to be the year of phenomenal growth. There's revivals breaking out in California, in New York, all over the place. Revivals breaking out and people just being tremendously delivered from drugs in California and healed. and Thousands of people. One, one pastor I heard talk about this said that, said that the, when he was preaching, people were groaning all over the audience. People were groaning. He had to stop preaching in order for the people to come down and get saved. They just, under the conviction of God. California. Drug dealers coming down and throwing their drugs on the, on the altar and saying, I'm through. Can't do it no more. God is moving in this land. And just because things didn't go our way in the election does not mean that God's hand is not still moving and 
this place in America. So I encourage you, church. I thank you for this opportunity to come back and talk to you again. And um, I pray that, that the Lord will let you understand how special this place is. Amen. 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 Yeah. I love the last point. It's because what you bring. And when you bring the Spirit with you, it makes a difference. There's not been arguing in this house. There hadn't been ungodly business meetings in this house. There hadn't been none of that. We don't allow that. This house belongs to Him. It doesn't belong to a preacher. It doesn't belong to a board of deacons. And Ed's right. That's why this place is special. It's because God and the Holy Spirit in you comes together as a body and it makes a difference. Amen.